Welcome to the Brilliant Tales, Chapter 1, A Noble Duty, Episode 10. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Keegan, I play Love Doss. Uh, I'm alive! Half the time, dude, that's all that matters. During a temperature somewhere in the 90s, Paul's sitting upright, Anna. Oh, it's, it's a good statement there. Hey, even if it was in the hundreds, that's acceptable. No, it's not. Then I have to, then I have to go home from work. Hey, that's acceptable to me, motherfucker. You can go home from work and come here and be on a podcast. Unrelated, my name's Caitlin, and I play Lila Stormbreaker, the storm sorceress bitch nozzle of joy. Yeah. You are a joyful bitch nozzle, aren't you? Yeah. My brain is made of bubblegum, apparently. <laughs> it works for me, cotton candy and bubblegum. What type of bubblegum? Like the five feet of like bubblicious. Uh, and uh, Eric, it's actually cotton candy and popsicles. Oh, cotton candy and popsicles? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One's cold sugar, the other one is not cold sugar. <laughs> All right. Anyway, last time we left off, we left off with you guys deciding the night before, after um, getting an entirely wrong meal. And loved us going all Karen on the cook. You guys went to bed. You guys had decided previously to um, split up and go different directions in the morning. So who's going to wake up first? Is it going to be Lila or is it going to be uh, loved us? Totally be Lila. Like Lila just wakes up a ball of energy. So, I mean, mind you, it takes her like at least 15 minutes to a half hour to de-booby trap her door um, to get down the stairs to breakfast. but. My guess is she'd probably be up before Love Doss. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Love Doss did take a bottle of wine with him <laughs> to bed, so I mean, there's that too. At least he got. At least the waitress got your drinks la- right last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got to commend that at least. They have fucked up the food, but that wasn't her. That was a cook. All right, so Lila, you go downstairs, down into the golden job. There is a couple of empty tables. You've got. One that's a two-seater, one that's a three-seater, one that's a six-seater with two people at it, and one that is entirely full with the exception of one chair. Oh. And then the bar is full, unfortunately. There's a bunch of people already sitting there. Oh, we had agreed the night before that it was, you know, supposed to be Leon and Luther were going to go off, and we were going to join with Pryor, theoretically, so... She would still default to going for the three three person table and uh kinda bound over there all giddy like doo 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 is morning. The same waitress from last night hasn't finished her shift yet. Comes over. Morning. What can I do for you? Her eyes are like half closed and she's still wearing her golden uh outfit. You're still kicking around, eh, gorgeous? <sighs> Just looking for a spot of breakfast. Uh, I think uh, my uncle should be joining me soon, so, you know, maybe just a, a cup of tea for the morning. <laughs> you don't mind? Cup of tea and two goblin breakfasts, okay. And she's 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 walking back at, like she's not half asleep, but she's otherwise half asleep. After five, ten minutes, she brings out your tea, goes back to helping other customers, and Another 15, 20 minutes later, love Doss. You wake up and there's a bottle of wine that you were snuggling all night long. Empty. Empty now, yes. Uh, love Doss is going to wake up and 
surprisingly does not have a headache. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. This isn't his first time. It won't be the last. Um, but he's going to take a moment, methodically pack all of his belongings back up before making his way downstairs. But as he gets to, like, the first... The first two stairs were fine. Then he kind of slips and just slams into the railing before regaining himself to walk the rest of the way downstairs, as if none of that happened. Oh, he doesn't have a headache because he hasn't had a hangover because he's still drunk. Like I said, not his first time. (laughs) Fabulous, fabulous. And he's going to glance over the entirety of the room, walk up to the bar first, put the empty bottle down, and just ask for another. Bartender? Just human male? Sure. Um, what, what kind was it? This As one. he's taking the bottle, leaning over and putting it down? Just that one. There's no label. There's <laughs> no label, dude. I was just curious what kind. Was it red? It was red. Ah, pulls up another one. And you hear under the bar... You hear this, like something's crunching and destroying the uh, that, that wine bottle. And he brings up another full bottle of wine for you. That'll be two gold. Lovedoss is just going to say, add it to our breakfast. And he makes his way to the table with the bottle of wine. Ah, and he just, he lets you walk away. Lila's just been waving furiously since you hit the bottom of the stairs. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are at the table. What do we have to do, love? And while saying that, he pops the bottle open. Uh, I know we had a game plan. Where we're going today. Do, 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 do. Um, I know uh, it seemed like uh, Leon and Luther already took off. Uh, I didn't know we were supposed to meet prior, but it didn't seem like he was in, his, uh, in the room upstairs either. So I figure we wait for a little bit, have some nosh, and then uh, if he doesn't get to join us, we'll just... Uh, Make our way. I know we had some shopping to do. Um, restock our supplies, you know, and uh, uh, send out uh, some information. Get get more information on the church and uh, head to New Haven. Face the music there. <laughs> and yeah, so I think that's just about it. Just uh, you know, try to scope out the church, get more information there, and uh, maybe set up some things uh, out there in New Haven, eh? Because um, that's where most of my contacts would be, and probably be able to set us up a uh, emergency transport out of here in case anything goes stupid or sideways, eh? <laughs> that's always a good idea. As She's watching Love Doss just continue to drink wine from the bottle. <laughs> Sounds about right. After another ten minutes or so, waitress comes out. It's the same waitress as last night there, uh, Love Doss, and brings you two goblin breakfast. Not a vegetable or fruit in sight. <laughs> and it's all meat and potatoes and all that kind of stuff. It's good. It's hearty. You could take it on a boat. It would not really spoil. Great snack food. Love Doss is mostly just like pushing this questionable meat out of the way to eat the potatoes. 
just nice enough to like give him a little bit more of her potatoes just like automatically just like scrapes someone to his plate and starts stealing his meat and like wrapping it in you know some sort of napkin or extra cloth she has and like storing it for later like oh okay sausage bacon like snacks (laughs) it's an even trade she's not like stealing outright and he's not gonna eat it (laughs) just general understood (laughs) probably been a practice for yeah quite a few breakfasts before I i imagine she eats kind of like a bird where it's like okay i have a little nibble now Little nibble later. Little nibble now. Little nibble later. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. There's a reason she has snacks. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys need to talk about? Or are you guys good to go? Long enough timeline, she she kind of gives up on the idea that we're getting joined. So it seems like uh, we're uh, just heading out on our own, Zizi. Uh, which, you know, should be good. We'll, we'll see some of the old home folk, eh? Uh, this, this can't go over badly. You concern me, love. Whatever could I have done to earn the concern this time? You've earned this concern a long time ago, and it is always fun. A life with me is never boring. <laughs> well, I figure, uh, from what I remember of the city, that we can uh, kind of do a little pass by the church uh, on our way through, but mostly just, you know, if we hit the, the market, like, she, like, thinks for a minute, like, trying to remember where everything is. We hit the market and then New Haven, and we can swing past the church on the way back, yeah? Or is it... And she's just, like, quizzical. Well, we should just get going. <laughs> now, Keegan, have you actually seen the map lately? Did uh, you need I a refresher? I got them earlier. Let me jump back into... Which channel did you share that into? Uh, Documents. <laughs> Thank you. So you guys are at number 12 on the map? Okay. That checks out. The church is number two. Uh Uh-huh. New Haven is number five. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a hike. Yes. (laughs) It is quite a hike, but it'll take basically half the day to get there, half the day to get back. So it's not a small city. Piscoli is rather large. I mean, it does house 45,000 civilians, not including the people who live over in uh, New Haven and the goblins over there. They're not included in the Piscoli census. Okay. So there's a large quantity of people here. All right. So you guys were discussing um, which way you guys wanted to go. So back to the conversation. Lila had said we could go to New Haven and then come back up through the up through past the church. Based on her recollection, that was the fastest way. Love to us. You have a better memory than she does if you choose to use it. You know what I haven't done yet, actually? <laughs> I haven't pulled up D&D Beyond. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not playing with my character sheet. We're just going to do this. We are. We're just going to do this. Roll dice and, blo- and just just do it. Just Who needs to roll? <laughs> just add five to everything, Keegan. You're good. It's going to stay what I do and hope for the best. Uh, let's see. So, Love Doss is... Slightly inebriated. <laughs> so I'm giving myself disadvantage. That's okay. Looking at options here. I mean, depending on how long this is taking Love Doss, he has maybe 30 seconds to a minute before he's just got to follow Lila because she'll just start walking. I mean, like, oh, okay, you're, you're probably going to start walking 
and uh, both of my rolls were above 15. Um, so Lovedoss is going to, you know, Lila's going to start walking, but after a moment of her walking, and like, I realize she take she's taking the long way. Not just the long way, she's going to take straight up a right, as if she's headed for the library. Yeah. <laughs> she's headed to number four. Four. She's headed to the library, the Great Library of Piscoli. Uh, after a moment, though, Lovedoss is just going to kind of grab her by the arm and bring her along a much, much quicker route. Well, see, I was just testing you. I knew it was that way all along. Like, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> and she's just shaking her head because she doesn't even believe her. <laughs> she doesn't even believe herself. She's like, oh, yeah, I totally knew. That was, yeah, that way. <laughs> <laughs> lead the ways and then because it's totally not like she's trying to delay getting to new haven or dealing with any potential aftermath of anything or you know seeing family no no she's not you know t- trying to take the long way on purpose obviously not okay so you guys are headed sh- which way loved us oh let me pull back up the map uh but primarily south yeah, you guys are in the northern section of the city. So primarily south, were you headed for the bazaar, or were you headed for New Haven itself? Let's see. They're both in the southerly direction, but you can get to New Haven without going to the bazaar. Uh, he's going the most direct route possible. So first swinging close to the barracks, and then just continuing south until he hits the botanical garden. Okay. Lovedoss is definitely the type who would take the path through the botanical gardens. Okay, so it's early morning, the sun is coming up, and I'm going to go ahead and, let's see, I'm going to roll a d8 real quick. Four. All right, four? Four people come out and surround you guys. Hey, hey, uh, we're just trying to get get some coin. Can can you help us? We can't afford any any clothes for our kids. Can I roll an insight check? Like Absolutely. Oh, wow, I got a 17. I ain't rolling like a boss today. It is Piscoli, and a lot of people here are not wealthy. Yeah. The way they are presented, they look like they wouldn't be able to afford clothes for their kids, let alone for themselves. There are two elves, a human, and a dwarf. And they look like they would be the equivalent of homeless people and or beggars. And you look like not. I mean, you are wearing that royal tunic that is adjusted to approximately fit you. Well, Lovedoss doesn't have much money. No. But he's going to pull out a silver and a copper. Oh, th- th- thank you. He takes the silver and the copper, hands it to his wife, the other elf. She runs off. And then he points to the goblin. We know you goblins have a lot of money. Would- will you help us? P- please? I got a little bit to spare, not much, but a little. Um, Roll a deception check, Miss Moneybags. <laughs> Fucker. 16. 16. Okay. Two of them believe you, the dwarf does not. <laughs> the dwarf can smell the money on you. So the elf is starting off like, oh, okay, I'll take what, what you can help with. The dwarf pops in and, oh, wait, Jim, she's lying to us. Get him! <laughs> oh. And he just starts rushing you to try and 
take you down and take your money. Because neither of you guys are both magical users. Neither of you look very well armed. She had already pulled out a couple, uh, at least two or three gold coins that are in the palms of her hands. So when she gets rushed by the dwarf, um, she's like, here, I'm ready to hand you the coins. And um, how do I do shocking grasp again with the uh, coins in my hands to use as a... Well, to start, we need to roll initiative. Oh, we have to roll initiative first? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fair enough. 22. So, Zeno is 22. I map 20 my initiative. So did the dwarf. Huh. Motherfucker. <laughs> it's okay, you still go first before him. He was a 21. Oof. Alright, what'd you get there, uh, Lila? Uh, 15. 15? So, believe it or not, Lila, you got the lowest initiative of the group. Huh. It's gonna go. Loved us with a 22. The dwarf with a 21, the human in, with a 19, the elf with a 19. <laughs> and then Lila with a 15. These aren't as awake as my character is. They're about as awake as I am, though. So, yeah. <laughs> Suppose that's enough. <laughs> yeah, more often than not, that's enough. You guys are level 6. I can make them not trash. Right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with these. Yeah, them. We'll go with them. That works. That works great. <laughs> you're like, you stupid motherfucker. All right. So, Lovedos, you're first. The elf is literally five feet in front of you. He's literally just standing adjacent to you. Mm-hmm. The dwarf is rushing Lana from her left. The human is on your right. Would it be possible... For me to capture all of them, but not myself, for Lila, within a 40-foot radius. Not and not get the two of you. It's just not the two of us. I mean, I'm sure there'll be collateral damage. That's something I'll deal with later. Yeah, you can get them, and but it would include the two of you, yes. Oh, it would include the two of us. Yeah. Uh, how's your dex, Lila? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I've got a 14, so I've got a plus two. Okay, well, I'm casting Sleet Storm. Oh, dear. Uh, let me just share that within the Discord real quick. And it's shared in the message, the voice message. <clears throat> oh, let me look at my DC. I'm bad at this game, man. I mean, as long as we've played D&D in general, we are. <laughs> We're not the best. Oh, so it's not my decks you need. It's a con saving. Oh, no. Um, when a creature enters the spell area for the first time on a turn or start its turn there, it must. Oh, okay, there it is. Deck saving throw. Yeah, I was skimming, not reading because I'm a horrible person. Okay, so deck saving throw. Uh, at the start of your turn. Alright, so the entire ground around you is now covered in ice. Yes? Yes. Okay. Now when each of them start their turn, they have to make the deck save or fall on their fucking face. Yes. Got it. Alright. Dwarfy Dwarf's turn. Oh, um, how close was he? Oh, they were all within 20 feet. Mm. It was human, you, Lila, Dwarf, and then right in front of you was the elf. Would it be possible to walk 
30 feet away from them. The elf would gain an, an opportunity attack. The human has got a five foot distance between the two of you. Okay. I mean, that's the risk I'm taking, I guess. Okay. And I'm walking away casually. Like, yeah, I don't care. Backwards, the way you came, or forwards? Yeah, uh, forwards. I'm continuing. All right, fabulous. All right, so he's going to get an opportunity attack. Does a Probably. 19 hit you? Yeah. Okay, he's got a longsword, so. Well, that's fine. That happens. 11 damage. Okay. Okay, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. take your 11. Not good. Cool. Like you said, it's the uh, the price to pay. Yep. Okay, Mr. Dwarf, you're up. All right, the dwarf... Oh, balls. ...already moved up against Lila. Now he's going to start his turn. That's an 11, so he falls prone. <laughs> it does not force him to end his turn. So he's still going to attack you with his, uh, with his axe. In the prone position? Yes. Okay. Does a 13... No, a 14 hit you. A uh, 14 hit... I'm looking at, what, my AC? AC. Uh, I have a 13. Haha, beautiful. Does a 13 or 17? Oh, that's... Yep. 11 damage. Argue that, you know, he gets disadvantage from trying to attack from a prone position, but I'll just take it. <laughs> Being prone only grants advantage the attack to you attacking him, not disadvantage the other way around. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Keegan. Uh, I'm checking beyond right now. Oh, Jackal, so I, I'm i the last person to... I was just like, you know, it really doesn't sound like... Chrome creature's only movement option is to crawl unless it stands up and ends the condition. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls, and attacks rolls against the creature have advantage. Okay. The attacker is within five feet. Okay, so we next person who falls prone, they will get that disadvantage. My apologies, thank you for double-checking. Alrighty. So I still just take that 11? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're 11s, twins. <laughs> <laughs> the human fails his dexterity saving throw, stands up, and pulls out his short bow and attacks Lovedoss. Okay. Lovedoss does a 13 hit. No, because I'm using my instinctive charm. Um... Is this individual within 30 feet of me? No, he's just outside of 30 feet. I'm a bitch. Never mind then. There's a what hit? Uh, 13. Yeah. Okay. Good news. It's a short bow, so it's only a D6. Good news. I'm squishy. Hey, it's not my fault you're a wizard. All right. Six plus one. Six plus three is nine. No, six. Sorry. I'm sorry. He rolled a three, so it makes it only a six. Okay. Next up is the elf, who gets a 16, so therefore they pass. He turns around, pulls out his crossbow, misses. Turns around and shouts to the dwarf and human, You two, take care of her. I got him. Let's take all their worth. And it's now Lila's turn. Oh, oh I'm going to need you to take that, de that deck save. And yeah. Yeah, I rolled a 20 fucking one. Nice. So, my ass is still standing. <laughs> I had a plan a second ago, but at this point, part of me is just like, fuck this shit and thunderstep. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, logically, it would check out because you do see me just calmly walking away. 
fucking way they keep shooting you, you know, because, like, I was going to do, like, this combo with, like, the metal and, like, shocking grasp, you know. That was if the dwarf was, like, up in my face, right? You know, but he's on the ground swiping at me with his axe, and I don't know. Okay, so Thunderstep. While the dwarf is on the ground, wouldn't he kind of still be, like, right in your face? That's a short joke. <laughs> Technically, because I'm so fucking short. <laughs> Uh, do, do, do. You teleport yourself to an unoccupied space you can see within range. Immediately after you disappear, thunderous boom sounds. Each creature within 10 feet of the space you left must make a con save, taking 3d10 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful. That would be, be everyone but the human. Um, thunder can be heard from up to 300 feet away. You can bring along objects, as long as it doesn't exceed what you can carry. You can also teleport one willing creature of your size or smaller who is carrying gear up to its capacity. You're technically bigger than me, so I can't carry you, can I? And teleport you, because you're not. Correct. You could ask a dwarf if he's willing. <laughs> creature also must be within five feet. Yeah, I'm too far away from you for that. But don't you worry. As long as... Uh, possibly metagaming, but don't go too far away from me. <laughs> I don't remember what the distance of Thunderstep is. Uh, range 90 feet. Oh, oof. Uh, but it's... Oh, that's fair. Uh, but it has to be somewhere that I can see within range. You can see plenty of distance around. You could go into a cup. There's an alley off to the left. There's an alley off to the right. There's an upstairs second story window that you can see into? Well, I was curious because the area is currently heavily obscured with sleet storm, so... Oh, shiza. I didn't know how far away I would actually get. Oh, shit. You can see Love Doss and a little bit beyond him. I forgot about the sleet storm part. Yeah. Yeah, it says it's comparable to, like, darkness. But with it being sleet... I think we can argue a little bit of real-life bullshit here, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been stuck in a really bad rainstorm, snowstorm, possibly even a sleet storm. You can make out figures. Yep. You see Lovedoss's shape, so following him if you wanted to would not be a bad idea. Plus, with your knowledge of storms and being caught in the torrential downpours you have during monsoon season and all of that jazz, yeah, you can see a good 45 feet. Not super clearly, but you can make things out better than most. It's like seeing in the darkness of night. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And also, is everybody except the human can be hit, so this could potentially hit Love Doss, so I'm going to use a sorcery point. No, no, point. no. I was excluding Love Doss already. I was talking about the oh. people who would be reasonably within range, because Love Doss walked 30 feet away. Oh, okay. I don't need to waste a sorcery point. Good. No. Yeah, so what do I have to roll again for this bitch? Don't they have to just pass the con save? Oh, yeah, because I deliberately pick spells that, you know, I don't have to do a deck with because I roll shit. What's your DC? Um, It's a number. Pretty sure that number is 15, but double check. It's a number. It is a number. Uh, I'm looking for ability save DC. Yes. He says 13. Okay, 13. Well, that's a 12. And that is, they both fail. So they both take 3d10. Go ahead and roll your damage. Ooh, 19. 
which uh, 12. All right, so they took, one took 12, one took 19, yes? Uh, one took 12, yeah, one took 19. And uh, before she teleports, she just chucks the two coins, like, at the dwarf's face. And just like, here you go, you chuckle fuck. <laughs> and she teleports, and if she has any more movement left, she just, like, keeps walking. And bonus action hide? Isn't Thunderstep a bonus action? Or is oh, Thunderstep is an action? Thunderstep's an action. Okay, so... You're thinking of Misty Step. Yes, you're right, I was. I was thinking of Misty Step. So technically, you do have your full movement, but you te- where'd you tra- transport to? Right next to uh, Love Doss? Yeah, I would probably aim for somewhere near Love Doss. Maybe not, like, right next to him, but, like, near whatever shadow I would know is Love Doss. Perfect. Then you just, you didn't need to move, but you can if you want to. And you still have your full movement left. To to move further down the the alley, away from these fuck. Down the road, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on, you know, what's around me, can I bonus action hide? <laughs> Am I out of the sleet storm at this point? You are. However, everyone is now watching said sleet storm. So there, a crowd has started to form. So you're hiding, but you're hiding in the crowd. So you can go ahead and do a stealth check if you want. But... You're in a crowd, so it's harder for you to be seen anyway. People are coming out of their houses. Like, there's actually a crowd building up. And I'm three foot, three and a half feet in probably a mostly human Nagani elven gaggle. And they would have to pick me out after getting out of the sleet storm anyway. Uh, But my stealth check anyway is a 17. You used Thunderstep. Thunderstep is not a quiet thing. (laughs) <laughs> nope. Why do you think I bought a section? Hide. <laughs> I'm well aware why you did it. it. Wasn't me. It was somebody else that looked like me and happened to occupy the same exact space and time as me. But that was so long ago. Uh, but what is time really? Have you asked June what he thinks about it lately? Time is an irrelevant construct, constructed entirely by the gods. Alright, so between the crowd and the sleet storm and all that that's going on, you guys were able to get away pretty easily without much problem. Because it seemed like you guys were just trying to get out. And you guys are headed in the direction of the botanical gardens, right? That's what he said. I guess we're hitting the market on the way back from Gabodox. That would be my guess based upon the way you guys were taken. So you guys go ahead and you guys do that. As you guys get close, a, a young one... It's a Hudson boy, probably about nine or ten. So he's about your height. Lila walks over, puts his puts his hands in out, and says, "Um, ma'am, ma'am, c- can you please buy me a ticket f- to go to the gardens? I've been wanting to go for, for for months and months, but Mama always says no. Can you help? I mean, I should think it's up to your mom, but uh, how much is a ticket anyway? Just just three. Silver, not much. <laughs> of course. He was like, tug to heartstrings, tug to. <laughs> if you want to roll an, insu- uh, an insight, he'll roll yeah, persuasion against I you. Do. Okay. And I'm rolling insight, you said? Yes. <laughs> 24. The cough is what did it for you. 100% faking. 100%. He's not going to use the money to go to the to the botanical gardens. You can't tell what he's going to use it for, but you've seen people like him before. Yeah. 
He's I... just trying to make a nickel. Yeah. Yeah, you can still give him the money if you want, but... Well, it's also the whole, like, eh, my mommy won't let me go, and it's just like, well, she might have a reason. <laughs> Where's your mom? She said it costs too much. Mm. That was what he said. Oh, he said that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I no, you're fine. Listen, kiddo, I can buy you a ticket, but I'm not just gonna hand you the money willy-nilly. So, we're heading our our way out towards uh, botanical gardens ourselves. So, you know, I can always just buy you a ticket when I get there. I'm not just about to, you know, hand you silver willy-nilly. How's that sound? Okay. <laughs> so he happily walks with you. <laughs> Would you like a snack? <laughs> <gasps> Yay! What you got? <laughs> Just hands him, like, a little wrapped-up piece of bacon. Ooh. Yum. <laughs> As he's sitting there crunching on his piece of bacon. By the way, roll a perception check. Yeah, I figured that was the... With advantage. Yeah, yeah remind me to use the pink dice more often. <laughs> 25 and 3. Rolling like a boss? <laughs> yeah, well, the second one was... first one was a 7, but then I rolled... An 18 uh, with a plus 5 for my perception. So, 23. Well, on the opposite side of him from you. So, if he's on your left, on your right, you feel someone tug at your at your purse. And there's a cute little Koshkin girl trying to steal your whole wallet. Admittedly, I've already said before that only half my cash is in my wallet. The other half's in my bustier. But... I just said they're trying to steal your whole wallet. Yeah. <laughs> like I just like look down. I'm like, you a little lost. <laughs> I pull um, pull my wallet up. Um, um, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. You just saw me. <laughs> Fair enough. So you're not interested in the botanical gardens. You guys are just uh, needing cash for something else, eh? Uh, I'm not with him. <laughs> Insight, uh, 21. I rolled fucking 16 with plus 5. You you barely beat her. Yeah. Are they together? She looks at him. He looks at her. Shakes his head. He's <laughs> like, no. That's the right answer, right? <laughs> How about I give you each a silver and each a snack, and you guys just keep on walking. And you don't bother us no more, huh? How's that sound, kiddos? Ooh. It'll be two silver. <laughs> she throws one silver to the one kid. Throws one at the Koshka. Two silver. Exactly. You did your math right. And she pulls out a little bit more of her snacks. <laughs> hands the snacks to each of them. And then she just keeps walking. <laughs> With a sharp eye to her purse at this point And to where they're going. Steady to each other. They're counting and they're like, Wait, I thought we asked for two each. <laughs> they asked for they're two. Just, they're they're puzzled because they thought they asked for a certain thing, but you're now walking past them. They could theoretically catch you, <laughs> but they're puzzled and they're thinking hard. You can smell the smoke. <laughs> she said the word two. She did not specify each. She said two. So I was like, yes, exactly. Two. One each. <laughs> you're, you're correct. They are sitting there puzzled and you overhear them say we'll have to tell the boss we failed we had to get five the hunson's like it's okay we'll get three from the next sucker and they scamper off to go hit their next mark 
you just like the heartstring, just like tug, 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 tug. <laughs> Alrighty, so since you guys decided to ignore those kids, actually, no, Lila, you did give them a couple, couple of silver and a quick snack, right? Give them munchy munchies. Yay for the munchies! This will actually bring us to you guys getting into New Haven, the goblin district within the city. And as you guys approach, you're actually confronted with a pretty large, well, what was a pretty large looking building that is about half torn down. And there's a good 20 to 30 goblins actively tearing down the lumber and dispersing it throughout the city. Now, both of you have been here before. You know, this is fairly routine practice. Goblins have a tendency to tear down and reconstruct buildings or tear down and build more buildings out of a previously existing structure in order to facilitate the needs of the town. So if they need a house over here because that's where they're supposed to be, they'll move it and do whatever. But this looks like it would have been the equivalent of like an apartment complex that's almost fully torn down. And based on the rate that they're tearing things down, should be done by the end of the day. And there's, of course, this one little goblin who is directing traffic, so to speak. He's got his little notebook out, and he's just telling people which direction to go. You guys going to just keep heading in toward deeper into town, or...? Um, yes, but, at, like, while we're walking past it, Lovedoss is just going to look at Lila and be like, You goblins never cease to amuse me. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I don't know. <laughs> And she kind of does a respectful nod in the direction of the person carrying the notebook. You know, whether or not he chooses to acknowledge me or not will determine whether I say anything. (laughs) She's like, I don't know. It's currently about 11, 1130. He's got more to do than he has left, than he has completed. He's more focused on his work right now. Um, So he's going to kind of just this one arm gesture. Everything stops. All the goblins stop, stare at him. He drops his arm, and then just nervously gets back to telling them where to go. <laughs> he, they took his wave to you as a stop, construct, stop doing what you're doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> goblins are... Red light! Red light! So, uh, when they stop, Lovedoss is going to stop, too. And he's going to pull out of his pack... You know what? I'm going to pull a rations, my one rations, out of my pack, right? And I'm just going to start by placing it on the ground, and then very quickly... I'll deal with that in a second. Very quickly, Lovedoss is going to cast Tiny Servant on it. And then he's going to just... Let's see. Yeah, he's going to look at this animated... Lunchbox, I guess, at this point, and just say, help them. The, the lunchbox kind of gives you this, like, confused look, as in a how. <laughs> well, he's got arms. He can lift yeah. pounds. He can lift how many pounds? 60. 60? Yeah. Okay. I did so the math. He, it does its best to try and help. <laughs> but he. <laughs> This lunchbox is about half the height oh, God. of the goblins. 
So he's trying to help. It's trying to help whatever gender appropriate pronoun you would use for a lunchbox. <laughs> me ale. Say it again. Me and I'll. Me ale. Huh? <laughs> a meal, yeah. yeah. So, me goes through and tries to help out and fails horribly, but is trying because that's what you told it to do. There's this one goblin that is actually shorter than the rest, is about the height of your lunchbox that's chasing it <laughs> around the construction site, up <laughs> down all around and. Give me, give me, And he gets so close, and then. So it gets it jumps up and gets out of the way and starts running around again. It's jumped on his head a couple of times and <laughs> it's just a whole spectacle and a fun show. After that, you uh, you guys just head towards the main the main building in the in the Goblin District, right? Yes. No. Maybe so. I believe we do. All right. Cool. So you guys know before know from before it's right in the center. There's this large sandstone building. It's different than the rest because it's actually permanent. It's the only building that doesn't geographically move. I'm not going to say it doesn't change, but it doesn't move. They do add on to it. They do subtract from it. Not stones, but they do subtract and add wooden constructs throughout. So sometimes there'll be a giant tower or sometimes there won't. Sometimes there'll be a large, uh, a large secondary wooden roof. Sometimes it'll just have a giant mast on top of it for fun. No one knows why the goblins put things where they do. Except maybe Lila. Lila, do you know? Why do they do this? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, efficient use of space, you know, and, uh, you know, reuse, reuse, uh, <laughs> reuse, recycle, man. Reuse, reuse, recycle? Okay. Yes. Not reduce, because they don't... Re- they don't... <laughs> they don't reduce anything. They're not reducing anything. Oh, but it's just like, you know, like, oh, we're fixing a ship, and we need a place to store this extra mass that we don't need for this ship, or we just need a place to put it for a minute, and, you know, yeah. Let's put it on top of the tallest building in New Haven. <laughs> and it's fun! I or it's hope to prank so. other, you know, it's to fuck with other clans. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll help you with your ship. And then they put it in a stupid spot. And then it's just like, haha, now go get it, bitch. You know, I don't. Also known as hashtag not helpful. <laughs> help not helping. Yeah. So it sounds to me like they're a bunch of six and seven year olds trying to help their parents. Or or siblings trying to fuck with each other. You know, a little bit of both. Well, I'm calling Wait, a little bit. Okay, that's fair. I figured we'd get our resident goblin to to explain why the goblins do this. <laughs> As you guys get closer, you do still see you some buildings getting built, some beginning torn down, and you, the same kind of thing you saw when you came in. Again, it doesn't face you too much. Um, there are some petty merchants on the sides not selling anything really of interest at the moment because it's the main concourse headed into the, the district hall, I guess you would call it but the New Haven Central Hall. So as you're headed in there, you guys get closer, and the number of goblins does get a little denser, but it's still not super hard to get through. Everyone's short, and looking up as they're seeing Lovedoss, they're just looking up because Lovedoss is at least a foot and a half taller than them. Because hmm. the average goblin height's probably about three foot, three foot two. Yeah, and 
Lucas isn't tall. No, but even five six is a foot and a half taller than someone three foot two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're a giant among goblins. Sure. So you get to this to this large building. The last time you were here, the door was a full size door. They've recently replaced those with saloon doors. So it's only up to Lila. It is at your chest. So it's about Lovedoss's like kneecap. It's above your kneecap, but barely. Good news is the door's actual opening was built by Nagani. So you can clear it easily. You can get under it easily without ducking your head. That's the good thing. However, these doors look disproportionately low. <laughs> it checks out. Yeah, right. So as you guys enter, there's a myriad of goblins all over the place. You see full goblins, a bunch of different types of half goblins. You see half goblin, half orc, half goblin, half dwarf, uh, half goblin, half nagani. So you see some basically <laughs> scaled goblins. <laughs> um, most half goblins end up being about a foot taller because most races are taller than goblins. The only ones not are going to be the Avum. And you actually see two pure Avum fighting in the middle of a ring of goblins. And the goblins are taking their bets. This phases Love Dogs. Like, he looks around because it's definitely catching his eye, sure. But this is all normal. Mm hmm. It is. It's all very normal because Love Dogs has been around goblins for centuries, <laughs> if not a millennia or more. Lila's kind of looking on with, you know, amused nostalgia, like, ah, oh, it's been a hot minute. Uh, I've come home for a second. Like, okay. Where she's tempted to go and watch the cockfight, but she knows she's there for a couple specific reasons, whether or not she actually wants to go take care of those reasons or not. <laughs> Remains to be seen, but. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, Lila, roll a perception check for me. Oh, fuck. Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. I oh. don't even have my sheet in front of me to see what my Very bonus nice. is, but I rolled a 20. So it technically would have been a 25 with my plus 5, but yeah. You see no less than six goblins you can identify. Over by the cockfights, you see your cousin Cory. You see, and his right hand, of course. A little closer to the bar, you're going to see a um, another goblin that, that you recognize. You've also seen a, uh, a half-orc. Half goblin. The way this guy looks, he's you take a six foot tall orc, take that build, squish him <laughs> down about three foot six or three foot seven. So he stands a little taller than the than most other goblins around. But he's got a couple of big tusks that are coming up from his lower jaw, and his skin is a little bit more dull than the bright green uh, goblin skin. And you recognize him as. One of Lord Regulon's bodyguards. And he's got two of his comrades, who you both recognize as well. And the three of them are usually seen together guarding Lord Regulon. Fun, fun. Does Lila point out her cousin's right hand? I suppose after Lila spots everybody, uh, kind of like pokes loved us to be like, hey, let's go say hi to Cory. <laughs> Get the lay of the land, eh? And just bolts towards Corey and then like whether she comes up from behind or the side or whatever goes and just gives him a big squeeze bear hug like what's shaking bacon while shaking him literally so you're surprising your cousin yeah why not hey, roll a dexterity saving throw <laughs> dc 13 
Alright, I rolled 16 on the die, and then a uh, plus 2 for deck, so... 18. Okay. Yeah, no, you pass well. <laughs> you go in to hug him, <laughs> and you still hug him, but you feel a pointy blade right under your ribcage? <laughs> oh! Oh! Hey, Layla! How are you? Oh, nothing doing but to doing. Uh, how you doing, cousin? Been a hot, hot minute. You're taller than I remember. I got promoted. I'm a captain now. Oh, oh, that's awesome. You finally got your own ship, eh? Yep. Yep. Sure did. Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, who's in port? I call her the Tallywhacker. Tallywhacker? Yep. The Tallywhacker. <laughs> and he says it with the most serious face ever. Like it was a clever name. <laughs> That's impressive. And she just kind of like nods like, okay, like thoroughly expected that. A name like that from my cousin. Like, yep. And he's got this slight bounce to the way he's standing. <laughs> like he's like, he's like, he's had too much caffeine. <laughs> but he also hasn't had enough caffeine. It's that fine line. <laughs> so what do you want to know? You asked a question when I was in the middle of talking. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no apologies, cuz. Just curious as to, you know, who's in port and, uh, you know, got a couple little things that need doing. You know, might see if anybody's available to help us out with a couple little little errands. Nothing major. <laughs> well, Lord Regulon, Reggie, your uh, brother-in-law is actually in charge. Not quite brother-in-law, but... Go on. Yeah, sorry to say, but uh, Ezra and I did not get married in Slosh. He gives you this face of like, holy shit, you must tell me more. <laughs> like, spill the tea, bitch. <laughs> um, he unfortunately, uh, his heart gave out. So, you know, and she just kind of tries to look, tries to look despondent. His oh. heart fell out? <laughs> Did you bring it? Oh, his heart gave out. It it stopped oh. working. He 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 passed away. Oh, he died. Totally by accident. Oh, okay. As long as it was an accident. Um, if you need the deception check, uh, I roll. No, he's gonna believe you a hundred percent because he doesn't care. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> he doesn't care about the politics yet. Your cousin Corey is barely an adult by goblin standard. So he's maybe, maybe 12 or 13. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's just going to believe it because Lila said it. Got it. Exactly. You're his older cousin. You say he died by accident. Died by accident. Woohoo. He doesn't Because it totally was by accident. Yeah. Absolutely. You may want to go tell Reggie then. Reggie's going to want to know that he died. Suppose that's my next uh, next stop here shortly. I just uh, I assumed word would have reached y'all by now, but I I think we uh, made it to town a little sooner than the news could have traveled, eh? Boats have come in. No boats, no news. Fair enough. It's good to see ya. So who else is in town? Just just Lord Reginald and you and uh, your sister, Lord Lord Stormbreaker's in town. Ah. Thought I recognized that mask. So I'm going to yeah. avoid quartz right now. Got it. Specifically <laughs> to the south. Good to know. <laughs> and after finding out for certain that 
Lana's in town, too. You're just gonna hear Love Doss let out a heavy sigh. Oh, I didn't see you there, sir, boss, Zeno, dude. Sir, boss and all, dude. It's all right. His face totally changed, and he's just, like, stiff as a board, back straight, just staring at you, like, Sorry! You do not need to be sorry. You haven't done anything yet, this time. Can I go back to watching the cockfights? Asking you specifically for permission, Zeno. Yes, Yes, you can. 20 on the black one! (laughs) And he just has turned around, and now he's watching the cockfights in depth. The black one's obviously losing, but he's thinking it'll turn itself around. I guess I turned to love to us like, suppose we can ask him for help with uh, our little jobs later. Uh, figure I should probably face the music and talk to Lord Reggie first, eh? Unless you want to pull him from his uh, cockfights to try to instigate help <laughs> with our couple issues. The last time we pulled him from some fights, he wanted to get involved in fights. Then. It's best to just let him play. All right, so you guys turn around and ignore the cockfights. The group of three that you recognize there, uh, Lila. That were Reggie's little punks. That punk. were Reggie's punks, yeah. They're at the foot of the staircase that takes you up to the second floor. And then you've got the one goblin you recognized over by the bar. Which one did you want to go deal with first? I would just walk to the base of the stairs, I guess, and just, you know, kind of back straighten up, start looking a little bit more like business Lila. quote-unquote, not that there's that much of a difference, or that anybody would find it very believable, but you know, (laughs) at least very well, going up and be like, I need to see Reg. Under whose authority? Her own? Usually. (laughs) She just kind of gives him a look, like His back is 100% turned to you, he didn't see you walk up. Oh. He still got his back turned to you and said, who's authority? At the sound of Love Doss's voice, which is a unique one that he recognizes. He turns around, looks straight at Love Doss. Ugh. Moys and Stormbreaker's here. Enter pet elf. <laughs> Keep him here while I go see if Reggie's ready for him. Turns around and he walks up the stairs. Meanwhile, the other two stand side by side and block the door. Now, they're beefier goblins, but they're still short, normal-sized goblins. They're just beefy boys armed with actual, like, pikes and halberds. So they're actual, like, proper guards. (laughs) Lila just starts grabbing snacks from her pocket, chews on a little piece of bacon, It's like, y'all hungry? (laughs) Just, like, trying to pass the time. Yeah. Nah. I'm okay. And the other one comes back down, and after a few moments, Lord Reggie's ready for ya. Those two turn, face each other, and let you through. As you guys walk up the stairs, he continues to escort you the rest of the way. He opens a large, heavy wooden door that has the uh, insignia for the Sharp Tooth Clan. Or no, Sharp sharp Teeth Clan. Sorry. Had to pluralize it. Because they have more than one Sharp Tooth. Don't you know? Sitting behind the desk is a full goblin. A little portly, and I say portly instead of beefy because he's just fat. Dressed in red and gold fabrics. And he's picking his one of his teeth with a um with a black dagger. What can I do for ya? Dear sister in law. <laughs> Lila kinda walks up and is just like, Well, I uh 
came to, you know, check in and had a couple little small jobs to do before I uh, left town again, but uh, also kind of finding out, yeah, I suppose I uh, traveled faster than the news this time, but uh, don't suppose you want to pour yourself a drink and sit down. <laughs> or is he already sitting down? I don't know. Yeah, he's already sitting. Don't suppose you'd want me to pour you a drink or something, eh? Or do you want me to just give you uh, some news straight? <laughs> just give it to me straight. How'd you kill him? Oh, I mean, I... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I expect you to say it that way. <laughs> of course. Why would I think otherwise? You said there's news. You didn't embrace the phrase sister-in-law. Why would I expect anything different? Hmm? You just took me back there for a second. <laughs> that was purely an accident, really. I mean, his heart just couldn't take the engagement being called off, so to speak. And it was it was a shock to his system. And you just see a little crackle on her fingers. I don't know, a little bit of lightning. Just a little shock? Looks like to me you'd be able to produce a bigger shock than that. You Stormbreakers are master of the weather. <laughs> Isn't that right, Zeno? We've done a thing or two together like that. You should have seen that time I made her spit lightning. That was great. I remember when... Uh... I was just a wee boy on uh, on her father's ship, and her mother was able to damn near park the damn seas herself on our way to Barbaros. She never could get those last four feet to move. Nope, and that's the problem. We're only three six. Can't do much in four foot of water. Hell, we're <laughs> terrible swimmers, especially a sharp teeth. But enough people with water walking under their belts and those last feet, four feet weren't too much to, you know, go and take part of the island for ourselves, eh? <laughs> at, least our, at least our fair share. Well, that's the only reason we have a, a port over there. Anyway, back to killing my brother. Why'd you do it? For fun? No, you know me and I don't take life lightly. In fact, I don't generally take life at all. This was, uh... Oh, I mean, you've heard the reputation calling me bloodless and all, but, uh, no, it's, uh, he put me through things that, uh, she kind of fades off, things that would, uh, make a, uh, initiation ritual to Tynan's worshippers look like a walk in the park. So, then when I called the engagement off, he turned his attention to wanting my sister, and I don't know, the next thing I knew, he, he was on the ground, and his heart gave out. I was just in such a state, you know, not quite sure what happened. Now, that's a shocking story. Now, here's the deal, then. <laughs> that makes you my fiance. Per goblin law, this is not my desire, <laughs> necessarily. Eh, I wouldn't say no, but per <laughs> goblin law, you are now mine. Yes? No. Why? Because I said so. And Lovedoss is going to go ahead and cast a, um, well, he's going to pull out, like, it's more like just a compact full of soot and just put a smudge under one eye while casting friends. Oh, <laughs> crazy. Oh, fun. One of the best parts of Friends, in my opinion, is the fact that they know that this happened afterwards. Yes. 
because there's makeup on your face. Mm. Um, she's her own person and will stay that way. So you should call off this engagement right now. Well, you see, it can't be officialized and formalized and confirmed until her, uh, her daddy approves it anyway. So that's okay. We'll back off until her dad gets here. You will back off. Period. Probably, but that's only because I'm fat and don't want to move. Or I'll be out of town and we can't formalize because it has to be the first meeting, blah, 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 blah. All kinds of, like, loopholes, and it's hard for this to happen anyway. Also, I leave in three days. So, there's that. That's better. Oh, where are you headed? Oh, headed to go off to go uh, find a new continent. There's a new one that we've heard rumors about out in the Far East. Ooh. Apparently, they've got beautiful names. And he just gives you this look like, ooh la la, motherfucker. I'm glad I'm not yours. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, uh-huh. Well, I was like, you got a name mapped? Like, she's like, wait, like, ooh, this sounds like fun. I got map. I got a map. Here, watch. He stands up and waddles over to a, um, to a tall um, wardrobe, opens it up. Maps galore are rolled up in there. And he just thumbs through it. Picks one out. Ah, this one. Rolls it out on the floor because it's a huge map. And it shows everywhere the goblins have ever been. The entire world as the goblins know it is mapped out. Which is a lot. It's damn near the whole world. He points over in the far east. Over here. This is where they're supposed to be. Rumor has it there's a new island over there. Continent, island. Depends on the size when we get there. You know how we classify things. It gets weird. But I'm, re- I'm going in three days. It's supposed to take about four months to get there. Maybe five, six, seventeen. We don't know. Maybe it'll take two years, three years. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. And you know us, sharp teeth. We'll kill it, conquer it, bring back the bone. <laughs> and he just gives you this, like, smile of success. And all you see is a mouthful of sharpened goblin teeth. We don't mean to keep you. Um... Now, I mean, if you have a spare map for uh, old time's sake, I wouldn't mind a keepsake. Uh, something to keep you in mind while you're uh, off globe trotting. But, uh, you know, I've got a couple little jobs that we kind of came here to see if we could do. You know, didn't know if you might be able to help us out with that or if uh, I should go ask my little cuz. You know, heard he got uh, his own little piece of water walking named the Tally Whacker. Tally yep. Smacker? The, yep, Tally Whacker. He uh, registered it with us yesterday. Apparently, your sister gave it to him. She said she didn't need four ships where she was going. Three was five. You say where she's headed? All I know is south. So probably down around the coast to uh, help with the elf problem. Interesting. Well, I wish her her corner of the globe and I'll deal with mine then. <laughs> she just kind of nods like okay <laughs> like, like we keep tabs on each other and we stay out of each other's way got it don't go south got it <laughs> now what were the uh these tasks and errands he puts it in like air quotes that you uh that you had here in the city of pascoli and or new Haven? we might be looking to leave town here on the quick and a little bit, or at least like to always have my option open to leave town on the quick should I need it. So that's task one. Task two was uh, 
heard something to do with uh, an announcement by uh, Lady Drashani. Wanted to know a little bit more information about that, if there was any. And there's a certain temple we needed scoped out in the main part of Pascoli. Nothing major, just, you know, need need to know its entrances, egress, ingress, you know, guard complement, things of that nature. Well, I'll tell you this. If it's Pascoli, it's not my problem. But what I can tell you is your cousin has people who are surprisingly skillful at finding out that information. Given that your kid, he may not sell it to you. He may just let it be free. But if it were me, the information's worth at least 100 gold. Luckily, if you ask him, probably free. Better to ask him. If he can't get you the information, come, come to me. I got people. I got the whole port here under my domain. Now, I will say, I do know just this much. And he pulls up his fingers like in less than an inch apart. <laughs> I know about this much of uh, what's going on with that announcement. Only because your sister told me to let everyone know there's going to be a bunch of elves coming through here tomorrow. So they don't stab them. Mostly. Or at least they don't kill them. She didn't say they couldn't stab them, just no killing. Um, she's apparently taking them with her south, so that's why my guess would be the elves. Take care of the elven problem, you know. I don't know. Tell. <laughs> you don't know my presumption, or you don't know what I mean by elven problem? Explain what you mean. Well, by elven problem, what I mean is apparently the elves want to bring the war everywhere. And bring back their old dominion they used to have over this entire goddamn cotton. They want to be in charge again. It used to be just between them and the orcs, but now that war started evolving and escalating. And the wrong people are in power over there. And they're getting goddamn greedy. They tried to take our oceans. Thankfully, Lana stopped them. And Lila, thank you for your service. And he actually tips his hat and bows towards you. <laughs> that was an interesting caper. I mean... <laughs> That's how you earn your bloodless title. And he shoots you this look of like you should have fucking killed them. <laughs> no reason to spill any if you don't need to, and you can get what you want without it. <laughs> but needless to say, I mean, that is a beautiful ship. Is that that my sister's crown jewel now, ain't it? That's what she canonized it now as jewel? Or she changed it again? She keeps changing the name every time I hear about it. Last I heard, it was the Heartless Whisper. That's the new name? Uh She's still carrying that uh, little, uh, what is it, a scarab beetle, uh, a skeleton carapace uh, on her hip that she talks to. She's always a strange one. And <laughs> she's saying this as if she's not, you know, half cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And he gives you this look of, like, you're stranger than she is, or at least equally as such. <laughs> like, you don't have room to talk. Well, uh. We'll leave you to uh, run in New Haven. Who's uh, taking over after you leave port, anyway? I think it's supposed to be uh, Lord Ironbow is supposed to take over. He's coming into port about four days from now. Why do you ask? Curiosity. Curiosity is all. Did I uh, explain your questions about the elven problem well enough to you love dogs? I just wanted to make sure I knew what you were saying. Yeah, the active conflict for centuries. Finally taking uh, 
dramatic turn of events. I hear the Avum in the North have gotten involved, too. What my uh, information brokers have told It's become a big problem, and I don't even know what we'll do. Goddamn Lagos and Elves thinking they're better than everybody else. By the way, Love Doss, you are specifically a Lagosan elf. Lagosans are like a, a high elf <laughs> type of Yeah, I'm just mentality. like looking at him. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's insulting you and your people and everyone and everything you stand for. Oh, <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, Lila's like, so, we should be going. I need a drink. Does anybody feel like a drink? I could go for a drink. So I'm assuming he's sitting at a desk, right? He, no, he's actually standing on the floor looking at the map of the world. Ah. So you mentioned a drink, so he's walking over to his liquor cabinet and pulling out three bottles of alcohol from hands one to each of you and keeps one for himself. This should tide us over. At least till the, uh, till the dust settles. Because there's about to be some fun in this city, I'll tell you what. Like, he knows more, but he's not going to tell you right now. He's going to let you find out later. Lila's afraid that, you know, so we're about to lose the other head of the Sharp Teeth clan by Levtoss's hand. <laughs> I, uh, maybe it's time to go. <laughs> if you guys want to take your liquor and bounce, he won't stop you. He's just drinking a bottle of whiskey from the bottle himself. Lovejoss, he gave you a fine, fine wine made from the Hunsons that live out in out on the um, Axel Ocean Peninsula, up in the northern part of in the Elven Realms. The Hunsen out there make a phenomenal wine, top tier. Uh, Lila does go to try to nip a, because uh, he never gave her a map of any sort for her little keepsake, did he? Well, he's sitting at his desk, so technically that map of the world that's at your feet, you could roll up and take. <laughs> Lovedoss is going to thank him for the wine and very quickly just pack it away. I wish I had time to drink with you now. Now, I will say, Lovedoss, if you were to go and sell that wine at a good wine connoisseur who actually knew what they were doing and was knowledgeable about wines, this would be roughly a 300 gold wine. Jeez. It is expensive as shit. And he just gave it to you for free. Because you're loved us. Then he knows you. <laughs> he might be a racist fuck, but, you know. <laughs> he wasn't racist? Uh, no. It's... In no way was he being racist. Fair. I was making sure of that. Yeah. yeah. He was just presenting the war as a problem. And the elves started the war as far as he's concerned. It's an elven problem. Fair enough, fair enough. I was misinterpreting it. Yeah, he has no issue. He's stating facts. The elven problem is the world war that has started elsewhere on the continent. They started a giant war. Goblins resolved their half pretty friggin' quick and have kept the elves off the seas ever since. So there is absolutely no problem at all for goblins. Those are just, you know, both trying to stay out of it and have their fingers in it all at the same time. Great. Oh, yeah. Their left hand is all up in it. Their right hand, it's already dealt with. One's their gold hand, one's their killing hand. Which one's which? You'll have to find out. Anyway, you guys go ahead and leave, yeah? Bows to him shortly. It's like, so we'll be uh, heading out. You enjoy uh, your last little couple days in New Haven, eh? And uh, thanks for the uh, the drink for the day. And, uh, you know, if you had a spare map, wouldn't uh, mind one for old time's sake. 
<laughs> he opens the, the middle desk drawer, pulls out a folded up piece of paper, and like Frisbee tosses it to you. <laughs> she just kind of pockets it, winks, and uh, is out the door. Okay. Love Doss quickly follows. Alrighty. Fabulous, fabulous. Not pretty, but follows right after. Back down the stairs to near the cockfights where we last saw Corey. As you guys come down the stairs, the cockfights are on your left, and that one goblin that you recognize, Lila, is still on, at the bars on your right-hand side. Let's go ahead and approach the bar. Okay. So, you approach the bar, and there is a half-goblin, half-poshkin at the bar. So this is a weird-looking Koshkin. Koshkins are, as you know, cat folk. Mm-hmm. And aesthetically, they do not mix well with goblins. You can just imagine how weird that combination is going to look. But she approaches you and, what can I do for you? Uh, Roger really quickly begins rubbing up against her leg. Yo, your cat? He, he does that. Sorry. It's okay. So, myself and Miss Stormbreaker are in this part of town for a few reasons. We've already dealt with some business, but now... She said she knew you, and we need help with a few things. Oh, apparently you're not talking to me. She turns around and spins back to tending the bar. The goblin who was who you guys sat next to looks over, looks at Lila. Ah, Stormbreaker. Name's Ironbow. Good to meet you. Ah, this makes more sense, looking at the guy. <laughs> he's missing his left eye, and he's got a string of seashells around his neck. Ah, Stormbreaker. Good to see you again. Same with you, loved us. Been a while. Now you recognize him. He is Captain Captain Ironbow. He was a lord. He got demoted because he lost his left eye. And it's hard to be a lord when you can't see both directions to see what's going on to command multiple ships. So he got demoted and only has one ship at this point. Oh, Captain. How have you been? I was better before I lost my left eye, but... You know, shit happens. I mean, when you're around, a lot of shit happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm probably the biggest failure in in Ironbow. Just lucky to be a captain still. I don't think you're a failure. You remember your cousin, right? Which one? The one who managed to sink six ships in 14 minutes. Oh! The problem was they were all six of his ships. Yeah. He got straight up exiled. That's likely for the best, to be honest. Yeah, probably. Now, what can I do for you, love Doss? We're looking for a ship. I'm going to cut right to the chase with you. Rather, she's looking for a ship. I'm looking for a place in this part of town. Oh, you're looking for your own house, your own homestead. Bingo. Well, you came to the right goblin. And he pulls out a map of New Haven. Updated magically. There are several spots on it that are green squares. The green squares are places that are available for a house to be built. They are open plots. Mm-hmm. There might be something there, but that's irrelevant. They're open plots ready for something new to be built there. And there's also significantly more red X's. The red X's are spots that are already taken. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that are red and green hash marks. And those are the ones that are pending destruction and or construction. 
So there's either something being torn down or something being built up. And you see tons of those, tons of red X's, and like at least 20 or so open plots that are ready to be built on right now. Are there any plots that are closer? Well, what I'm looking for is the plot of land that's available and closest to the current seat of power. As in closest to the building you're in right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. So there is one. As you were coming in, there was a house that was 90% torn down. All that was there was a little, like, lean-to shed. And that one is listed as green. Here. Lovedos is just going to put his finger on the map. Mm. Okay. Tell me what you want it to look like, and it'll be built within an appropriate amount of time. Just a relatively simple hut would do. No leaks. I want it dry inside. And how long? Like, how long do you want it for? Indefinitely. Ooh. Well, that's gonna raise the price. Okie doke. He spots the bottle of wine at your hip. Mm-hmm. I'll do it for that. One condition. Yeah. When construction's done, you get this. She can hold it until then, and we will share one glass. Who can hold it? Uh, gestured to the bartender. Ah, that's fair. I'll allow it. Bob Doss is going to put it up on the bar. Excuse me, did you hear that? Yes, I did. Could you put this someplace safe? Pulls out three glasses, pours three glasses, one for the three of you, and then hides the bottle. Thank you. Enjoy. My love Doss is going to grab his glass and raise the glass to the air, and as if he's giving a toast, and just state, I hope, I hope this encourages you and yours to stay focused. Get the work done, you know? Mm. It'll be done in three days. I knew I liked you. You gotta finish sharing down this one, this one, and this one for the materials. Uh-huh. And he points to three different ones that are already marked as hashtags. So they're, all, well, not hashtags, that's the hashing. And just says they're already being torn down. We just got to wait for them to be finished and uh, the house will be ready. Three days. Wonderful. Good. Drinks his glass all in one shot. Just drinks the whole thing and moves on. At that point, he um, says, anything else you need? Or is that going to do you? I mentioned she's looking for a ship. Do you have any leads? Well, my ship won't be ready for about a week because, uh, well, on my way into port, we encountered a, a heavy storm that uh, took off a lot of the sideboards. So a lot of our ship needed repaired. That sounds like your ship to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Us iron bows don't have very good bows, but you know, it we are good with information. What information did you need again? Well, Keegan forgot completely. Information on Drashani's announcement tomorrow and the um, temple. Ah. To refresh Keegan's memory. Yes. What do you know about whatever is up with Drashani? Well, unfortunately, personally, I don't know because I don't leave New Haven. But I do know someone who might be able to get you that information yeah but i do hear something something wedding something something but that's all i know but let me get you in touch with my guy and my guy will get you in touch with we'll send his people that he has out fair that's understandable okay and what can you tell me about the temple 
What's been going on there? He leans in real close. Church worship to Malice, Tynan, and Cidero. You know, they are right on the side of the building. There might be secret worships to other gods. I don't know. And I don't have anyone who has access to that. But there's a rumor of something below the temple and below the city square. But, you know, that's just unsubstantiated rumor and hearsay. So, you know, take it for what you will. And he just kind of shrugs his shoulders, throws up his hands, and, Hey, Petey! Calls his, uh, his Koshkin accomplice over. Mm-hmm. Petey shows up. He's a full black Koshkin with a little white triangle on his chest. He looks at Petey and says, Petey, you think you can uh, help these guys out? Petey puts all of his fingers together and says, Yes. What's the information you need? He's giving you this sly, devilish smile. What's the information that you desire? You can just see that Lovedoss knows that this isn't going to be an easy and direct conversation. Mm -hmm. There's two things. I want to know what you know about what he doesn't first, I guess. What's going on under the temple? Lately, there has been an abundance of new initiate being brought in who never leave. The city? They, they, that's normal. The initiates often don't leave the city. No, no, no. They never leave the temple. Hmm. Yes. That is suspicious. Now, second, he said you'd know something. About? Rishani. Ah, the lady Rishani. She is smart. Very smart she covers her tracks very well. So, information about her, I do not know. Aside from that she is in town, there's an announcement tomorrow, and she has information that she is going to reveal. The Duke, however, is not as good at how, how, does, how is it said amongst humans. Covering his ass. Hmm. So what's the Duke getting into? The Duke is the dirtiest motherfucker in this city. Everyone pays off the Duke to ignore their crime. He says it's because the prisons are full. However, I know better. I've been in his... And they are only at maybe half capacity. The underworld has many, many people who commit many, many crimes. And if it was not... For this man here, I would not be gainfully employed. And as he, like, spreads his hands out to talk with his hands a little bit, you see a tattoo on his, um, well, not so much a tattoo as as it is a brand, on his left forearm. It's a brand for the symbol of the goddess Yadira. Yadira is the goddess of shadow, the process of death, and winter. So shadow, death, and winter. He's just got that brand on him, and he accidentally reveals it while he's talking. As I said, I've been in his jail. They are not empty. Underfunded, but not empty. Underfunded? Why, of course. What do you think they would feed prison? The good shit? Oh, I thought you meant... Never mind, we don't need to say that. Oh, they also hide their uh, their means and their processes of discovering whereabouts, but... That is neither here nor there. I will say he 
is very dirty, and it does not deserve to ever rise above the rank of Duke. And he gives you this very serious face. And Lovedoss is just continually kind of looking around because this man makes him a little uncomfortable. I do, however, have someone who can attempt to map the temple. And apparently, the other information I have about the Duke is he is utilizing goblin information to his own benefit when it comes to his affiance. Of course he is. Well, you know the Stormbreakers. They are very good for their information. And they're very good at getting whatever task they're assigned done. But apparently, Lana brought information. That's the rumor. He cannot confirm because the information went direct to them. But I have someone who might be able to get you that documentation. How? When will I get it? Why, tomorrow, of course. Information brokers like myself are very good at getting documentation quickly and usually quietly and sometimes without further repercussion. Not always, just sometimes. If you get caught with the documentation and information, it is not my fault. You did not get it from me. You got I, it from the guy who gave it to you, which is you not me. your name. Exactly. You do not know my name. Even though the goblin Captain Ironbow said his name. But that's oh, okay. No, Lovedoss is just making it clear that he's not going to say shit. Now, Lila, have you been listening to this conversation? And do you have anything to input into this creepy guy information? I was catching bits and pieces of it. You're fine. So I suppose Lila would only be catching bits and pieces of it. She's more like watching the cockfights and securing the the rations, you know, because she was going to secure them here in Goblin Town because it would be super cheap. They give it to you for free. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> free or cheap. That she's just securing several weeks. You know, I think she was going to do two weeks of rations per person and try to surreptitiously get it to each person. I don't know. Perfect. All right, so you've got two weeks per person on your team. There's five people on your team, so you have 16 times 5 is 80? You have 80 rations on you. It's like, I got the cheese! (laughs) So Lila comes back up to you saying the I got munchies bit. Miss Stormbreaker, what's with the big bag? I got everybody food. Because, you know, I felt so bad about nicking their food that one time when I first met them, you know, and so I wanted to make sure that everybody had enough food, you know, for the next, you know, a couple days or so. Or, you know, well, I said a couple days, but they they interpreted that as a couple weeks. And I, I said a couple people, and then they, like, gave me enough for, well, for everybody. So everybody's got food now. Like I said, I got the munchies. <laughs> uh, Love Doss is going to look at it. This the this one's special for you because it doesn't have meat. <laughs> and she just like hands him his bag of you know his specific love dos rations of awesome vegetarianness of awesomeness. Uh-huh. And he's going to inspect one, and you can see that there's a little bit of a sniff test, and he pokes <laughs> at a few things. Goblin fare. I should be more used to this. Specifically, he is no meat. No, good. no, 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 no. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. It's just, you know what I'm used to. 
but I do like this. And she just kind of like nods and was just like, oh, we should say goodbye to Corey before we uh, head back to head back to the the inn and get our shopping done and all the stuff. Oh, I should we should get souvenirs. Yeah. You know I love shopping with you. So are you all done here? Hi, Mr. Person, Mr. And she just kind of waves. Captain Ironbow waves back at you. <laughs> but yes, yes, I we I believe we're done here. As you guys walk towards the front door, Corey looks at you. He assumes you're going to leave, rushes up to you and, hey, 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 Corey! And she just kind of bounces with him, I guess, because I'm assuming that he's bouncing. Oh, of course. (laughs) He's like a little kid in a candy store or a bull in a china closet. Don't leave him alone or they might break shit or eat it or both. Did, Did you talk to him? Did you talk to Reggie? Yep. Talk to him, no problem. Yay! So, did you have anything else you needed while you're here? Oh, well, now that you mention it, um, you know me, how I like to have a backup plan to my backup plans, or in general, just, you know, a easy enough way to kip out a dodge if I ever need to, you know, take to the land, or take to the sea, or take to the sand, the, the land sea, you know. Yeah! At a moment's notice, because, you know, things just get a little warm sometimes. Yeah! Or cold if you're up north! Or cold, yeah. But yeah! You mentioned your, um, your lovely new ship, uh, the, the Tally Smacker? Tally Whacker. The Tally Whacker. Tally Whacker, yeah. I was wondering if that might be, uh, ready to kip out at a moment's notice, and if I could, uh, ride along with you sometime. Um, maybe as far as Salash, like... Of course! My ship is always ready for you! Aww. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I need it right now, but... Tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow. Um, I, I mean, if it was to be any day, it might be tomorrow, yeah. Yay! It's ready! It's ready now! So, when you (laughs) get here tomorrow... Yep, okay, I'll see you tomorrow! (laughs) <laughs> he just assumed like she's just like I just needed it ready in just in case oh okay yeah yeah sure we'll say I'm leaving tomorrow sure she's like I don't even know if I'm leaving tomorrow I mean <laughs> but, okay. that's okay it's ready you're the best of course that's why it's made me captain <laughs> alright so he's gonna kind of let you go as, as they start a new set of cockfights He's going to run back over, see which one he likes best, and bet on that one. So you guys are free to leave at this point. I think we would head out and hit up the sh- and start hitting up sho- various shops as we're making our way. Okay. All right, so what are you guys kind of looking for for shops? Well, she wants to get a little keepsake for each of the team. But okay. uh, she also wanted to um, get better armor for her and Love Doss. So, okay. um but it'd be, like, mage armor, essentially. For you, it's going to be easier to find clothes that fit you here. Love Doss, you're going to want to wait till you get to town, get back into Pascoli proper. Oh, definitely. Well, I figured quality-wise, she was going to want to get in town proper. Oh, no, if you want good quality, you don't want Goblin. So, yeah, yes. no, that's why I was like, yeah, no, we're hitting the, we're hitting the market on the way, you know. <laughs> okay. So you guys are going to wait until you get to the cent- center of town to do shopping? 
Nah, like, that's why she's like, okay, I'm gonna get the free food here, or the cheap food here. But when it comes to weapons or armor, you know, if she cannot get Goblin, she'll not get Goblin. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lost will encourage her to let us stop at one local shop. I just, I think we should just have the furniture maker here bring things over to my new place. Oh, I, did I tell you I got a place? You didn't. That's pretty wicked. I got a place. It's just down the street. I'll show it to you. I'll show you where on the way out. All right. As you exit the door, literally your little lean-to that's on the property now, it's right over on the right-hand side. That one. Nothing to it, nothing to it. Well, I mean, it's interesting enough to set down roots. She says, like, interesting. Like, I've never considered a... You know, I like enjoying being among the landwalkers, but like roots. What are those? Please? Don't you worry. I'm going to make sure there's a pile of hides for you to sleep in. Clean ones, though. Or a hammock? <laughs> she gets excited. We could do that. Hey. Okay, so you guys are going to hit hit up a furniture shop. Love us. You order the furniture you need. The money's not due for four days, but it's going to cost you about two, three hundred gold. Not a big deal. <laughs> as long as you go about making money in that time. Because right now, Love Dust is broke as shit. Unless you want to stop by the bank, and then you can pull out some of your reserves. Well, we'll, be able to, we'll cross that bridge when we have to. Okay. So, you go ahead, you, or, you place the order. Three or four days, it'll be ready. No big, they'll direct deliver, set it up, the whole nine. Just like you would from any furniture shop that is decent, like a Shules or anything like that. Like Rena Center. They'll bring it in, they'll set it up, they'll leave where it, if it's in position. Hey, wait, that bottle of wine... He already gave it away. That's how I got it. Yeah, that. but uh, Lila had one too, didn't she? Oh, yes, you have a bottle of alcohol too, yes. <laughs> if you want to give that down, they will take that as a payment as well, that's fine. Like, well, so you said I can stay at your place when I'm in town, yeah? So, I mean, your place is as much my place is as much your place is as it is my place. So I can help you get your furniture. Is this, this going to be enough? And she just, like, shoves the wine in their faces. <laughs> yep, sure will. Now, what size did you need? You or you? And points at either Lovedoss or Lila as the two options of sizes. Uh, a hammock for her. Uh-huh. A bed for me. Okay. Uh... Table roughly my size with chairs, mm -hmm. and... Step stool for me. <laughs> what? Extra step stool for me to be able to sit at your table. <laughs> uh, yes, and like a comfy couch. Easy enough. We got you. Custom order, four days done. Thank you. So you guys leave, and on your way back up through towards the Central Bazaar, you see some muggings, you see some more stabbings, you see... Some guards chasing after some people. You see um, all kinds of cons and stuff like that. People walking. Pascoli's not a safe city, but no one's bothering you right now. You guys get to the Center Bazaar. You guys are coming in from the south, but it is about three or four. Some places are starting to sh close up shop. Others are trying to get in their last couple sales. So you can make your couple purchases of your defensive raiments that you asked about. And there's also a little tchotchke shop that's selling, like, I came to Piscoli and all I got was a stupid t-shirt and welcome to Piscoli. So you see both those little vendor kiosk guys. 
and you they're still open so you you you, you hit up that and you get your little tchotchkes and you get your new armors There's three of them and they're like they have to be like well i guess leon size so like as large as they come <laughs> and we get the print that looks like it's been stabbed in the kidney yes thank you one of them is exactly that. It's I came to Piscolia and all I got was stabbed in the kidney. Is what that shows. Is just a kidney being stabbed. Mark. <laughs> so after that, you guys, it's about five thirty or six. The sun is starting to go down. One of the moons is already up, and the other moon is starting to rise. You guys headed back to the Golden Job for dinner, or do you want to kind of walk around town a little bit and then head back when it gets dark, dark? I'm supposing even Lila would have the modicum of sense to know that being out in Maine Piscoli town after dark is, you know, not the wisest decision. Yeah. Being in New Haven after dark is, you know, I mean, she's Gabo, she's Stormbreaker, like, you know. It's smarter to be out in um, New Haven after dark than it is to be in Piscoli after dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In one place, they might pinch your rations. In the other one... They'll pinch your kidney. You're going to wake up in a bathtub full of ice. In your life. Or it's like in New Haven, you know, if if they pickpocket you, they just expect you to pickpocket them back. Like, you know. Yeah. But they're not going to actually mug you. <laughs> Unless your clans are fighting. And then, you know, all bets are off. Correct. <laughs> then it's just, you know... I mean, that's the other reason the, that I forgot to mention that New Haven, you know, rebuilds and reshuffles all the time is that, you know, if clans are at war with each other for one reason or another, have a scuffle, shit just burns down because it's all wood. So they're, they're constantly, you know. <laughs> one small fire would burn up the entire of docks except for the main building. And then you would just have nothing and you'd have to start all over again. Exactly. So it's. It's rebuilding, reshuffling, rebuilding, reshuffling. Oh, shit's on fire. Okay, rebuilding, reshuffling. You guys take it slow, and you guys head back up to the golden job. And as you guys approach, Osmond is out front. You guys are coming from the eastern side of the city towards the golden job. Coming from the west, you actually see Pryor running a little quicker than you guys are, because you're kind of lollygagging. And he meets up with you guys right at the front of the Golden Job. And it's well into dark. It's probably about 9 o'clock or so, but no, still no one bothered you guys. And that's where we're going to leave it. And we will pick this up in episode 10 with the three of you walking into the Golden Job.